you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. He is the champion. Well, third place. <laughs> he was first place. I was first place. They're made no, of metal. It's made of metal. It is actually a metal. It's a metal metal. metal. <laughs> That's pretty great. It is a it is a actual real physical oh. thing. It's not like some piece of cardboard or anything like that. And it's and the dork in me is going. I wonder if they stamped that, or is that powder pressed metal? How they do? Um, well, it's it's. Um, you so see it's any all cut on? into? It's cut into the. It's cut into the metal. Huh. And oh, this is why you have to pay for every run. Actually, got a writing on the back. It's raised. <clears throat> Two roads diverge. Two, two roads diverge in a wooden eye. I took the one less traveled by zombies, and that has made all the difference. <laughs> Always earned, never given. Season one, medal one. That's awesome. That's pretty great. Okay, I think I'll look. I'm not flush all the time, but when I get some money, I'll sign up again and do another one. And uh... yeah, so we need to we need to talk about that because that should be good, folks. If you if you are not watching the video version of this show and there is a way for you to do that. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're but, talking about all the things in a minute. That's right. But we are currently looking at our medal that we got from the outbreak challenge. We completed our first race and we had, we had fun. Um, it, it's a, it's a fun app for your phone that is designed to help you get out there and exercise while running and fighting zombies. It runs right in line with your guilt watch. You can exactly. use it both together. And also, yes, it, it, it connects to your pedometer. Yeah. So uh, you can be like me and get trouble in trouble at work because people see you carrying your phone all around with you all the time, which is a real thing that happened. <laughs> Hope you didn't get written up. I did. I got a written warning. Jesus. I got a written warning. Well, we... Um... We will not give you a written warning. We will tell you that what you should do is go to the outbreakchallenge.com and sign up, get involved with the race, any of the races on there. They've got a bunch of different races. And you can use our code zombie run and save 15% off your first race. And that's because Outbreak Challenge is sponsoring this show. And so we have a coupon code that you guys can use and and get out there, get back in shape. Uh, maintain or or try something new. I mean, it's a lot of fun and, and we enjoyed it. And they sent us medals. They all came to me. So I've got Dustin's and, and Curtis's here. So I figured out how to get them into their hands. But it's a solid piece of metal. It's an actual thing. And um, so this is really you cool. Stand, you stand on a crate with that thing around your neck and, and sing the national anthem, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I admit to nothing. <laughs> but it comes in a, in, a, in a little sleeve with like artwork and, and stuff and it's it's pretty cool so you know, we gotta call our sponsor rep guy and, and and give him a big old thank you yeah we should do that on speakerphone on the air 
we uh, we should yeah we should have him on the show. We should have him on the show and have him talk about uh, do a little do a little blurb about outbreak challenge just because we can. So so yeah, because it's our show cool. and we can do what we want. That's right. Something and- that we are not doing because guess what we're doing? We're watching The Walking Dead because well, we have no choice. We already did this episode. And somebody's computer died, and so now we have to re redo it. We have a Patreon now. This show is, I guess, we're we're getting funding. So give us your money. Little, little here's and there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, it's called Zompocalypse now, and you know about Patreon and how all that works. So go do it and go look it up and send us a pittance of your monthly riches. We actually do have a $1 level and a $5 level. We're not looking. We're going to do that. We've been doing this show without anybody making any money off it for a while now. Long we're going to keep doing gonna, it. Because we have, we have our first patron. And uh, I think that, uh, that we should tell, uh, give, give her name as a, as a thank you. Well, that's actually what you do every month. So, so here's the thing. If you become a patron, not only do you get you know, whatever, whatever level you pledge at, we will, of course, thank you on the show, and you will get whatever the benefit, the whatever the tier reward is for the Patreon account. Um, you'll get that, and go check it out. We and we so much more. You'll get our love and attention and our affection. Oh, you get to watch. If there's a level where you get to watch a video, and you get to see what I'm eating during the course of the episode. Tonight, it's little little uh, gummy bunnies that I got oh. at Costco. There you Jesus go. Christ. And more importantly, folks, you'll keep Curtis off the street. Yeah, um, you're you're gonna want to do that. You're He's getting too old going. for this, folks. He can't he can't he can't hang out on the corners anymore the way he used to. And you know, he's he's not as he's not as young and sexy as he used to be. I'm so old, I'm reduced to turning trick. <laughs> <laughs> Once and a that, night, maybe. Maybe and, the, and that trick is patreon and we encourage you to check out patreon.com it's apocalypse now and hey you know if you've got some extra money that'd be great if you don't hey we, we're just happy that you're listening so we we're appreciate happy you. you're happy we appreciate you and uh nicole is our very first patron the og nicole original gift is a uh a pretty pretty talented lady in her own right yeah we uh, tim and i know her dustin do you know her I don't know. She's a good friend of mine. I did a. I actually did a portrait of her. Uh, just oh yeah, I don't think I know that lady, but I know of her through the YouTube of you. Mm-hmm. And and she's a she's a fine actor. Yeah, she's a talented some bitch. Yeah. yeah. So we're very very thank you, Nicole. We really appreciate you. Uh, I think I based on based on your comment on Facebook, uh, more or less, it was it was guilt and pity, but we'll take it. So. <laughs> We're not proud. Nicole, we now have a name. We can we can yell at our our one listener. Last time I was in Kansas City, I spent uh, I spent an evening with uh, she and her fiance, and we had a great time. We hung out with a famous screenwriter, and then we sang karaoke, and then I left because I was uncomfortable. Not with them, just I get anxiety. Don't we all? This is why we podcast. Yes. What show did we watch? The we Walking watched, Dead. We watched The Walking Dead. We watched the regular main The Walking Dead. Uh, this is returning to the final season of The Walking Dead. This is the be- first 
episode in the second part of the three of the part nine part final series season. season. Yeah. It's going to uh, be spread out four episodes a year for the next 43 years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and so no one gets any peace. We never get to watch a show we like ever again, ever again. Just walking dead forever, forever and ever until the end of time. Hundred years, hundred years, Rick and Morty. Our, our souls have been sold to the walking dead. This episode is called No Other Way. And as you may recall, in the uh, cliffhanger ending to the previous episode. They our- did something cool. Yeah. They actually had a cool idea. Those crazy, ridiculous uh, soldiers that are like the, the worst, worst soldiers <laughs> uh, built a big thing that shoots rockets, the fireworks. It's called a Haracha. Okay. And it shoots them. And that's the last thing we see is, is the, the thing being shot. Uh, first, first, what's her name? Leah. She murders Pope because, of course, he's fucking crazy. And then she blames Daryl for doing it. And then she shoots off the horchata. And then that's all we see. And it comes immediately back in uh, to that that moment. And the first thing we see is probably one of the best. Like, Curtis, you were like, what did you say? I said they blew their wad early with the kill of the week because it was right. the very first shot. And they, they repeated it uh, four or five times, but just a primo zombie kill. <laughs> do do describe no i'll go ahead and describe it dustin go ahead do it go um ahead. the haracha um uh, uh shoot shot an arrow with a with a rocket attached to it and it went into a zombie but that wasn't all it blew up the zombie into, right. into like a big splatter and it was and a beautiful it was a beautiful video effect it really was it just went sploosh. Yes. And they did Unfortunately, that. it wasn't just zombies in the in the courtyard of this place. It was also uh, Maggie and Negan and that guy in the mask that we thought was going to be a ra- uh, real badass, but turned out to be a pussy. And uh, some of sensitive fella. Yeah. Some of the uh, soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so. The next thing we see is Maggie and one of the soldiers duck into this alcove to get away from the horchata. The arrows are coming down and they like both step back and they like take a breath and then they look over at each other and they're like, oh crap, I'm supposed to be killing you. And so (laughs) they start fighting. And uh, this is one of the things about these soldiers. They're very inconsistent in their abilities because some of them can take on three grown adults at a time. And some of them are beaten by a tiny woman in five minutes. Like Maggie hands this guy his ass and then pushes him out where he is immediately shot with an arrow and exploded immediately, like immediately for all the buildup for how these these were such a huge threat these these are terrible 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 soldiers these guys are so bad there's no way there is no way well we've talked about this multiple multiple times in regards to these soldiers is that this is a group that our that that our main cast should have encountered in year 3 
maybe right because there is the internal politics of this group would never have lasted this long they are bad at their job if their job is being evil soldiers who go and pillage and destroy communities this is what happens this is what happens when you try to push the rest of the world in your tiny little religious box it's it don't fit it's gonna leak out it's gonna go wrong well i mean there's just so much that's just fundamentally flawed about this group from a leader who clearly lost his mind a while ago that nobody seems to be really all that concerned about you know what pope reminded me of uh uh, in in the movie the outlaw josie wales there was a there was a character in there who was after josie wales the whole time and uh and one of his one of his big lines was doing right ain't got no end and that i mean of course and then he dies that's the thing he thought he was doing the right thing but he was just killing people's families so mm. you know i mean okay religious zealots with guns are often a recipe for disaster welcome to kansas yeah yeah and it seems like it seems like our country needs to learn that you know pretty is pretty serious way like every oh, like, 10, 10 to 15 we years get, we should not get political we might lose our patron <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please don't leave us we're just so happy that you came and and now we're accountable to you (laughs) yes please don't take your five dollars away we like you we believe whatever you believe thank you so much send us a short list You guys, you, you make it sound like we're willing to do anything for money. I am willing to do anything for money. Well, this is true. That does, We're not supposed to be advertising that. <laughs> I'll, put, high, I'll let higher you put it wherever you want. At the higher pay rates. I mean, what? At the higher pay rates, the higher level tier <laughs> levels, you get more cool stuff from us, guys. I'm just saying. The boudoir shots are in level 100. Uh, <laughs> and, and Dustin has this fetching little number that you will not believe anyway i got some tiger ears in a tank top i'm looking to use. you know you know it's really telling how <laughs> how much we want to talk about literally anything else uh so oh, it's going um, well it's going well <laughs> so daryl goes in and he basically like john mcclain's his way through five of the guys ah! and ah! Ah! <laughs> which he was already doing because we talked about this in the last episode how the the geography of this building doesn't make any sense right and so he could just he could just pop up out of nowhere wherever he wants because this isn't a real building that's yeah, not how this hallways is a, this work is a halo level yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay in fairness to this episode there are some good fight scenes there are some entertaining fight scenes but the, there's a lot of it that does feel like a video game in terms of like you're watching a video game cutscene. You're watching something from, you know, um, Silent Hill or or you know, pick pick a pick a horror themed video game. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of zombie ones, right? Left for Dead or whatever. Seven. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it, but it, it, there's some video game logic in here too. It's like, and I somehow have teleported to the hallway I need to be in. Well, in in the in the VR uh, experience of the Walking Dead video game, there is no quick traveling. Here, uh, no, you're hoofing it. You got to go where you got to go, <laughs> and there's no cutting to the thing 
I mean, it makes perfect sense to me that they would do it like that. Well, sure. So, um, essentially, uh, everybody gets a little fight scene. Uh, Maggie and Daryl, not Daryl, Maggie and um, and Negan. Negan and that guy who's in the mask that we thought was going to be real badass but turned out to be a total pussy fight one guy all together until Negan gets the bright idea to play dirty and hits him with some sand and a bell. I'm not kidding. It was sand and a bell. Uh, Gabriel has... Didn't he say something like, school's out? He said, hey, dick dick nuts. Did he say dick shits? But but crack dick hole face. He was was just being Negan. Um, Okay. Let's Let's talk about this fight scene for just a second. Because a lot of times you have the fight scene where you've got the one person and they're fighting off multiple attackers and the multiple attackers line up one by one right. to be beat up by the hero. Well, this isn't the hero. This is one of the bad guys. He's the one who killed the masked kid's sister. He's just been a colossal dick. Turns out he was right about Daryl, though. So, you know, I could give him credit (laughs) for that. They all attack him at pretty much the same time. I mean, they're only limited by when they can attack him, but by the fact that they're in a hallway. And he goes kind of Jack Ryan on everybody. And this is one of those inconsistent things, because if all the soldiers fought like this guy, okay, they'd be scary. They they don't. don't. (laughs) This guy, this guy is like, a good 60 pounds smaller than the guy that Maggie just dismantled at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, well, he was fat and out of shape. <laughs> but maybe could have used a little zombie run. There you go. See, it all ties together. This is this is a pretty decent, pretty decent fight scene. And there's emotion here. I mean, Maggie hates this guy. The masked kid hates this guy. Negan doesn't hate him so much as just he's another person who's in Negan's way and really needs to die. (laughs) I guess we got to kill somebody else, you know. But I mean, it's Negan's, yeah, yeah, Negan cheats. Shocking. Well, I don't think there's any cheating in a street fight. Like, you know. He fights dirty and, and, and and it works. Right. Uh, but Daryl shows up just about the time they're about to kill this guy because this is one of our uh, featured extras. Like he's had lines and he's the guy, like you said, that that was right about Daryl all along. And so we can't kill him right away. He's got to be used as a bargaining, bargaining ship for Leah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Gabriel has run into that crazy ass fucking priest. Yeah. And, uh, and they... Mm. They have a very weird philosophical conversation about, like, you know, serving the Lord and who is supposed to help who and what's supposed to who the what's. And they, like, the priest puts his weapons away and he's like, you're not going to kill me. And then they get into it. And at the end, Gabriel's like, yeah, I actually am. I am going to kill you. And he stabs him just right in the whole belly. I like that because it was, you know, it was not Gabriel being like, you've got me all wrong. I'm going through the motions. Uh, I don't actually believe in God anymore. So I can be an immoral killer. Gabriel basically says to him, like, I don't believe that God would want me to let you live because you are crazy and you have been murdering women and children and people who didn't deserve to be murdered. And then he shanks him. This is one of those. The justice unto the bad man as God declared in. Fishy, classic players, 
13 12. amphibians 316 <laughs> everybody knows the book of amphibians right i mean if this guy was if this guy was you know that had that much faith he would have realized that gabriel was there to relieve him of his um whole fucking life and body yep just right right out there gabriel's coming to get it and, and um, considering how the the show has struggled with Gabriel at times, uh, and and how it has struggled with Gabriel's faith, and made Gabriel struggle in his with his faith at times, we did not need to have him be struggling with his faith. Gabriel works really well when Gabriel actually is the guy on the show who's like, "No, I believe in God, and things are going to be better, and God loves us." and I'm going to still straight up murder you if I need to straight up murder you. Because that's the world we live in. And God wouldn't want me to die terribly by letting you live. Again, we come back to what's wrong with this, this group of crazy soldiers is that how are we supposed to sympathize with Leah in any way, shape or form? If this is the religious guy that she's been palling around with all this time, and he's this clearly batshit crazy. Sure is going to make it easy to watch when she dies, however she dies, if she ever dies. Are you saying there's a chance she might not die this episode, Curtis? We'll see her again. Spoilers. We haven't got there yet. (laughs) Episode's not over. Uh, So anyway... Um, then they go to do an exchange. They're going to give Doofus back to Leah and the last two guys that are left. And it's like, and the, the deal is this. If you take your stupid guys and head north and do not return to this area again, we will let you live. And Leah is like, ha ha, guess what? I've got an ace in the hole. I have a sniper up on the roof. Hey, Joey and, uh, and the sniper shoots like a warning shot. And uh, she's like, and now you're all going to die. And then the sniper shoots uh, the the guy, the, the doofus in the leg. And she's like, Joey, what are you doing? And he's like, the uh, radio comes back. He's like, yeah, it's not Joey. It's Gabriel. No, Joey's here. And then it shows <laughs> Joey's just like dead. <laughs> Gabriel walked up and just stabbed another motherfucker. Just was like, nope. And uh, and so then Leah's all like, oopsie, I know I was just going to murder you like literally seconds ago, but is your deal still on the table? I'd love to take it. And Daryl is like, I think we should let her take the deal. And and Maggie looks over at uh, that guy who was in the mask that we thought was going to be a real badass, but turned out to be a total pussy. And he's like, he like killed my sister. And then she looks at Negan and Negan is just like, you know how I, you know what I would do. You know how I feel about it. And so uh, Maggie makes them, lets them think that she's going to let them go and then walks up behind them and shoots two of them in that very, very faces. Uh, and, and Leah gets shot in the arm and escapes and, and Daryl's all like, what are you doing? And you know what? I think that Maggie has come to the realization, like she's internalized and really taken in that conversation that she and Negan had a couple of episodes ago where he was like, she was like, if there were, if you could have done things different back when you killed, you know, when we first met, our groups first met, would you have done things different? And he was like, yeah, I would have killed you all. I would not have even, that would have been it. 
And because that's essentially what she's like doing. She's like, you know what? I have the chance to eliminate this threat completely and I'm going to take it. And I think that that uh, shows both growth on her part and uh, a really interesting dichotomy to their relationship going forward. Well, and, and I think that there's a very strong argument to be made that she's doing the right thing. It's not the noble thing. It's right. not the kind thing. And it's questionable whether it's actually an ethical thing, shooting somebody in the back. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, that's frowned upon. But at the same time, there is nothing that these people have done really is going to give anybody any hope, aside from Daryl, who deep down inside is just a tiny wounded puppy who wants to be loved and love everyone else and think the best <laughs> of everyone because he knows better than this. He really does. He, right. I mean, he wants to believe that Leah can be saved. And so he's willing to do something that he, he he's not happy with Maggie, but he also isn't like, I can't be with you people anymore because you know, he's just like, okay, I guess we're yeah. doing this. Like, yeah. He's like, did you have to? And she's like, yes, I had to. And he's like, all right, these are not people you're going to redeem. These, these, you're not going to have these people show up later yeah. in the season and go, hi, um, we feel bad and we'd like right. to apologize. It's not going to happen. Yeah. This is not going to be a, you know, a situation where, you know, over the course of, of years, we've, we've met like Alden, uh, you know, RIP this episode spoilers for five minutes from now, uh, was a savior and we got to know him as a savior, but also got to even like see him as redeemable in that role. Right. But these people have not shown us any, anything that would suggest that any of them are redeemable in any way. And they kind of suck as soldiers. So would you want them on your side? No, not really. They die like bitches. Come on. Their whole existence just, I mean, we've talked and talked and talked about this, but their whole existence just made no sense to me. Right. Their their chosen milieu was nonsense. Everybody needs to die but us. That's that's how we're gonna live our lives. Everybody dies except for us, and we gotta be scary while we're doing it. And that's gonna right. be us. And that's our and also some of our guys need to die if they make fill in the blank like arbitrary mistakes that you're never really gonna know whether or not you're gonna make it because our leader is crazy. Yeah. Well, he suffers from from super villain management style you know it's like you failed me for the last time bang you know it's like right okay now you got to replace that person do you, do you not understand how the labor market works <laughs> oh shit got a buddy anyway. of mine who works at a feedlot nearby and and uh, his employees are just absolute garbage he's manages and uh, his employees won't do shit anyway if he fires any one of those guys, then he's knee deep in cow shit and for until they can get that guy replaced. And he can't he can't find anybody. Nobody wants to work there because it sucks. He asked me if I wanted to work out there. And I said, Can I come in at 1030? He said, No, we start work at seven. I said, well, I'm not gonna work there. But that, but to emphasize your point, Tim, you can't just you can't just blow up your right hand guy and then just expect somebody else to fill in. Right. It's gonna lead to nothing but disappointment. Daryl let Leah escape, and uh Maggie goes back to see if Alden survived in that uh clapboard church that they left him in. That you know what? The set designer should just be embarrassed. It still says Tyvek on the side of that church. <laughs> 
Still says what? It still said Tyvek on the side of oh, that church. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, put a sign out front that says coming soon, the new home of First Baptist fill in the blank McGillicuddy. But mm. no, not even that. It's like, oh, we found a church. It looks like it was halfway built, but there are pews inside. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't even notice like a restroom. Like there was no like restroom or office. Right. It's just a it's just a Box. building where you walk in, you sit down, do church, and leave. Yeah. Do church. <laughs> so they she Come, goes in. Do church. And, and uh and there is a walker of one of the soldiers inside there. And uh, but she still calls out for Alden, like like how long have they been away from Alden? It's like maybe a day, like maybe, maybe 24 hours since they had to leave him. So why do they look like they've been decomposing for about six weeks? Because creepy zombie decomposing looks better and creepier than a guy who's been, you know. I can just see I can just see a production designer or, or makeup artist going, but these guys haven't been dead, but like what, 48 hours, maybe? And the production designer looked over at her and go, just don't don't shut up and do it. We're telling you. Do it. They, do it, not, Bethany. Letting, we don't have me. time to have this conversation. Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany, they're not letting me finish the church. Okay. Just do the makeup thing the way they want us to, okay? <laughs> I mean it's it was a bad day for the production team on that particular episode. So, um, so she kills, she kills him. Uh, she kills the Alden Walker and cries about it. And uh, then she buries him. And as she's burying him, Negan shows up. And Negan's all like, you did the right thing. Because sooner or later, you know, they were going to come back. And you know, and I know that that's... It's real hard to for you to to give away some forgiveness or whatever it is the fuck that he says, and uh, and then he's like, so I'm gonna and so she thinks he's gonna like attack her because he's got like a pipe and uh, so she's slowly but surely reaching for her knife, but then he's like, so I'm gonna just take the option away from you and I'm leaving, and she's like, oh, Negan's going, so he leaves so that he doesn't have to fight her later. And again, they don't make out. Right. Which is as it should be. I would like to once again point out that it takes time to dig a grave and to bury a person. So she's been there by herself for several hours. Burning I don't know, calories. I don't like know what thing. anybody else has been doing or where Negan's been just hanging out all this he's watching. time. He's been watching her. Well, it don't take several hours to dig one grave. Do you suppose she did all of them? It There's takes like several. I, I, I have dug a grave before for a film. It takes a while. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, but you were talking about Maggie, who's all wiry from being, you know, a warrior. And then there's you. This is back when I was young and and pretty, and and my kid helped me in everything. We 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 dug a hole in the ground. There was <laughs> there was a enough, hole in the ground and everything big there's enough no to ready. put a human being in. Well, she, I mean, she doesn't have to do that. She just has to sit next to a mound of dirt. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, his body's actually over here, but the mound of dirt looks lovely, Maggie. It's a so, very fine mound of dirt. kind of busted up the top a little bit. So fluff gave it a fluff and decided that was good enough. <laughs> so Maggie goes back and finds her guys and they're getting they got all this food, a big basket of onions, big old <laughs> basket of onions. And, you know, they head back to Alexandria. Anyway, I'll, t- I'll tell you why they need them onions in a minute which has been having its own set of problems. 
mainly involving magic. (laughs) 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 Because it turns out that Aaron and his daughter are witches. (laughs) True. It's true. They should burn them. Hang on. Did they float? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) They float. The, the walkers have gotten inside of Alexandria's gates and uh, they've gotten inside the house where all the children were and Rosita and that one lady who uh, who used to be with um, with the kingdom and then has been in the background of scenes for like seven years with no lines uh, are killing a bunch of walkers who are in the house and they realize that little Judith and uh and Aaron's daughter Clementine are uh are not with the other children. Clementine. <laughs> and where where are Judith and little Clementine? They're in the basement, which is flooding with the cleanest floodwaters I've ever seen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Completely treated wonderful, yes, river water, whatever. And- it is. And so uh, what are they doing? They're trying to barricade the door so that the walkers don't get in and eat their little brains. And what are they doing? They're putting sticks right in one spot in front of the door. And let me just tell you, I believe not for one second that Carol has not been teaching these children how to make barricades from the time that they could pick up a hammer. Like, there is no way that these kids do not, from the time they are six years old, know, okay, we need to find something. We need to find a very heavy base. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. You've got, you've got Rick and Michonne's daughter, essentially, here. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Aaron's kid, Gracie. These are people who have been raised by people who are not, like, victims right uh, they're, they're dad's not- got a spiky ball for a hand it makes bedtime real interesting <laughs> go to bed <laughs> tuck in oh sorry about your eye <laughs> i i hate that's one of the biggest complaints i have about this show and they it looked like they were going to do it with judith for a while but they have they're very inconsistent but acting like not showing us what kids who grew up in this situation i think would really be like they would not be dumb as these kids are yeah in the future i'm not i can't talk about it because it's in the future never mind but because yeah like, from the future there's no way that judith wouldn't know exactly what needs to do to be, build a barricade and you know she would have been pulling that table over to the window building a barricade pulling that table over to the window breaking that window out and getting out there would have been none of this none of this would have been necessary because judith and, and little clementine should know what they're doing but because the writers want to manufacture something they think of as tension they're mistaken but because they want to do that that's not what happens so the room's filling with water and then the walkers start getting in the door and uh they run and they stand on a table and they and judith starts doing some some really nice samurai sword work she kills about three walkers before uh she gets startled and drops her sword oh startling startling oops well she's she's a faint she's a fainting doe-like creature you know yeah she shot the motorcycle out from under negan (laughs) one time yeah but she's easily startled 
good the good news is is that gracie he was has out a screen- hunting walkers by her fucking self the first time we saw this iteration of the character little tiny baby out in the wilderness by herself fighting walkers luckily gracie has um <laughs> the most amazing scream a whistle it's a whistle <laughs> Yeah, it is a whistle. It is a whistle, but it might as well. But she's she's made so many squeaky, squealing, screaming noises so far that it might as well be. A, I, I my like personal a, head cannon is that no, those are that's just the sound that came out of her head. Sounds like an English. <laughs> you over there, stop what you're doing. Eating that face is impolite. Yes. So meanwhile, Aaron and 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 uh uh, a bunch of other people, uh, Carol and that one lady who was the criminal and uh, and the two deaf ladies are all uh, like trying to get rid of all these walkers and put out all these fires and fix the fence. And, and then Aaron hears the whistle, little Clementine's whistle. And it's like, oh, no, I got to go save her. And he goes off to save her. Uh, and he immediately jumps in the window and has walker fights. Uh, one of which is done underwater again in this what like so clean the cleanest floodwaters I've ever seen. You could you could practically smell the chlorine in the room. <laughs> he crushes the thing's head and it fills the water with wa- with disgusting Walker goop. I think I think we're missing something uh, that is kind of important. Um, I think. Because they had to have built this set in like a swimming pool. Yeah. And I think there's a room in Atlanta that does flooding work, like flooding. Yeah, I'm sure I'm I'm sure they they got it going on like that. But you know, if you think about the the technical kind of problems that they might have run into putting that putting that scene together, I mean, that's really an impressive part of the episode. They just mm. let actors in and, and writers blow it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's easy to make fun of this particular scene for a number of reasons, but it's always really kind of cool to see water work done because a lot of that is actually difficult to do, both for the camera people and the actors doing the job, especially if you're an actor inside a zombie, you know? Just ask the people that were on that Titanic movie. A giant well, latex mask. On the other hand, Aaron is now drinking zombies, so that can't be good for Ugh. you. It's gross. Uh, uh, uh. Um, but he is able to get the girls out the window and uh, just in time for the stairs to break, for him not to be able to get out, and all the walkers that were coming down now fall into the water. Well, what's Aaron's uh, way to fix this? He jumps up and grabs a pipe. <laughs> Well, we, I guess he does. Yeah. We don't we see him do it. it. We he don't teleport. <laughs> He's discovered the secret, the zombie secret. So for years, for years, zombies would appear like from behind a tree where there was no zombie mere seconds before, or a character would turn around and suddenly there's a zombie standing right behind them who had never made any noise whatsoever before they had snuck up on the lead character. Thus leading Dustin and I to theorize the existence of the teleporting zombie. Or, or zombies with parachutes. Zombies with parachutes. Um, now, so clearly, Aaron has learned the secret. 
because he teleports from standing in a uh, waterlogged. How deep is he in the water at this point? It's pretty deep. I think it's up to like his 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 at least his waist. If not, I thought maybe in the middle of his belly or something. It's, I, it's like the, the the first time on the Enterprise they ever transferred anybody. It was only about three feet, and it was in a worse situation after that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want you to try this little experiment at home, kids. Next time you're at a swimming pool and you're standing about waist deep in the water, I want you to try and jump up to eight or nine feet above you. I want you to just give that a whirl. See how well that works out for you. Because That's why I'm saying he's a witch. He's a well, apparently he doesn't weigh anything either because he's holding on to a pipe system that would have ripped out and dropped him back into the water because that stuff is not bearing his weight. What was the thing about witches? It was if they floated, they were witches, or if they sank, they were witches. No, yes. if, they, if they look, if they weigh as much as a duck, then they're made of wood and therefore a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and and you got to watch out for the whole you know getting turned into a newt thing yeah, but you well, get better you will get better <laughs> dedicate that joke to paul burns big fan of the money python Rest so you. any any what's it um oh, but the sorcery is not over yet because uh lydia <laughs> discovers that aaron is stuck to this pipe and she's like don't worry i'll be right back and she runs away and the next time we see any of them, she has somehow tied a rope to a pipe outside the window and gotten it inside the basement. And you're a one-handed it. guy. Tie a, tie a knot <laughs> hanging upside down. One-handed guy hanging from a pipe with that one hand. Well, they didn't need to film any of that because the production crew was like, how in the hell is he going to accomplish it? It's not a problem. We'll just cut to him going out the window like it all went as planned the one thing in the walking dead universe that went as planned that was completely unlikely they didn't get a single inch of footage of it this could have actually been a really dramatic scene it's a shame we'll never know the tension didn't have time there was just no time there's no time for any of that or or hear me out maybe he's a witch he's a witch oh he's a witch (laughs) so anyway so I guess everything gets resolved off screen. All the zombies are killed and, and the fires are put out and all the walls are put back together or whatever. And just in time for Maggie and her group to come back to town with their basket full of onions. Here's <laughs> why they need all the onions. Now right. I'm so happy that we landed here again. In the Viking times, let's, let's take a trip in the Wayback Machine. Vikings. When Vikings would go to battle, some of them would get abdominal injuries. And what they would do is they would they would feed them a very potent onion soup, and then they'd smell the wound. And if they smelled onions coming out of that wound, they'd just kill him. Ew. That was medical care in Viking times. And I have a feeling in uh, Weathertop or wherever the hell this is. <laughs> Weathertop. Alexandria. Alexandria. 
they do bring back other things other than bags of onions. And so they, yes, eat they give all the kids an apple. And I noticed that RJ was not excited about his apple. <laughs> Daryl gives him an apple and says, just one. And then he turns around and the look on that kid's face is like, why well, gotta have this fucking apple? He was hoping for something cooler than an apple. I mean, you know. That kid ain't never seen a Twix bar. He don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? It'd be like, you're the wizard. You have chocolate. But we get a reunion. Yes. Um, Daryl sees that uh, Nadine, right? Her name's Nadine? No, hang on a second. We want to, we, we do want to get her name right. The deaf, uh, the deaf journalist. Lady. Yeah. We didn't, I don't think we know she's a journalist yet. Connie, Connie. Connie. We knew she, because she was a journalist before. Ah, Connie. In the before times. Right. And when, before she got lost, before she was lost in the cave, there were like, there was this, idea that her and daryl had some sort of connection well they do they do have a connection they they seem to be very uh they seem to enjoy each other's company a lot you're i think you were kind of supposed to infer that it was a romantic connection you were definitely supposed to to think that was happening yes that was that was entirely the goal the the show was trying to get across yes and so when daryl sees connie and oh when she disappeared it was like he was so mad at carol like oh you did all this and now my my, now connie is dead and we'll never and then he would look off into the middle distance and so you were like oh he had feelings maybe he had feelings for connie and so when he sees that she's alive, he drops the basket of apples he's holding and runs over to her. And is like, well, hello, how are you? I've got so many questions. And they like hug and, and he likes pats her on the back and it's like, see you later, buddy. And I just had to laugh because it's like, you know, all this buildup that they had to just reconfirm that Daryl has is asexual and has no romantic feelings for anyone. Like he likes her, he loves her, thinks she's great, wants to be her buddy, but they ain't fucking because Daryl doesn't life, have those a, feelings. It's a lifestyle I'm willing to explore. Well, the the problem is is that we've seen Daryl supposedly have that kind of relationship with Leah, and then but it was all just inf- inference too. Right, like they never showed anything more than what he and Connie had. Ever it's, the implication was very strong with the Leah episodes. Right, that was that was like, ooh, Daryl's got himself a girlfriend, and then when Leah comes back and turns out to be part of the crazy crew, you look at Connie and you're like, this is a much better choice for you, Daryl. Why did you not have, you know, here, here's here's the Connie. She's like smart and funny and not trying to murder you. Um, always a good sign, by the way, the, the whole not murdering part. I don't mind that he's, this is not a romantic relationship between the two of them. I wouldn't have minded if it had been. It would have felt more natural than his relationship with Leah. I would have loved it if Daryl went there and been like, well, maybe you're maybe now that you're back, maybe we can be together. And then she's like, Mm-mm, I don't date guys that can hear. Yeah. <laughs> sorry i don't date rednecks <laughs> or 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 just the just get some conditioner but he's like cut right. your hair man come clean, on clean that up yeah no but i and i've said this before i you know it's completely un unsung and i really wish that they would they would uh have i part of me i have i have of two minds but part of me wishes that they would have addressed it 
more seriously. And part of me, it likes the idea that it is just kind of a non-issue. Right. Yeah. That because Norman Reedus has said in interviews that he plays Daryl as asexual, that Daryl, he in his mind, Daryl is not someone who is is has romantic feelings. Daryl doesn't, he he has deep friendships. And he can love people, but he does not feel romantic feelings. Since that is such a kind of underutilized and, you know, community, I think it's really interesting that this show has had an asexual main character for 37 years, and they've not made more of a big deal about it. Like, I know, I know, dude who announced to his wife that he just got married that he was asexual, and, that, and he just kind of let her know, and she's like, "Well, fuck, what yeah. am I supposed to do?" I, I would, I would have that conversation earlier in the relationship. Yes. Were it me, um, I think maybe he just learned that because no, he, fair because he didn't want maybe he didn't want to have sex with his wife anymore, so he just told her that so she'd leave him alone about it. You know, yeah, unfortunate though. I, I like that I like that they did that or that they continue to do that, that they've never given him a real love interest, that they've never made it a point that they're gonna explore it. I wish that they had made I feel, like, a- I feel like we're Mr. Furley and uh and Norman Reedus is Jack Tripper. And he, every time we show up, he's gotta behave a certain way and it's really difficult for him. You know what that's called? What acting. What? <laughs> he's a he's a character on a show. Daryl's not no, real. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, but we're Mr. Furley. So we are fooled by his pretending to be asexual. When he's when Daryl is actually a horn dog. Are you saying Daryl fucks a lot? Is that <laughs> what you're and, and saying? And his, no, his, I his doubt two it. roommates are totally on board with him being a horn dog, but but you know, they fend him off. But Whenever we see him on the show, he's asexual. And- so you're saying that there's like yet another Walking Dead spinoff coming called Walking Dead After Dark. <laughs> it's just all about Daryl fucking. Walking Dead Company. De- Walking Dead, Daryl fucks every character. You just thought he wasn't having sex. It turns out he made every, you just wait for every the episode. Character. That one is hot. The the, the his his current romance Connie with Rick has been unsung until now. Except for Connie, who only dates people who shower. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, my nose still works in the zombie apocalypse. I don't oh, know what's wrong with the rest of you nose. people. <laughs> but here's some soap. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the future when we talk about Daryl's hair in dead length. Future is great. In the future. We'll get to it. Are we done? Is that it? No, no, no. Because we have, we have. Oh, right. So everyone, everyone's been reunited. They're all, they're, you know, they've lost some friends. So it's sad. It's bittersweet. But Alexandria still stands. Maggie has gotten her revenge. <laughs> Alexandria. Everybody got apples and onions. Right. Everybody gets an apple and an onion. But wait, there's more. Because they are not alone. I'll tell you what, you sprinkle some of that powdered cheese that comes in Kraft macaroni and cheese on an apple. You've you've never you've never had such a flavor party in your mouth. See, our patron can see my face right. as I listen to this. 
Yeah, apples and cheese. I mean, yeah, you could you could you could have those together. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start my own little podcast and and, and call it Creative Cooking Ideas with Curtis snacking with the stars curtis that's another patreon tier on our very own zompocalypse now patreon that's right that's a whole new tier man because we got book club we can also do recipes zompocalypse now book club it's one of the tiers but zompocalypse now cooking club there you go send us your recipes for uh cooking (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we're not alone we have visitors it's from the commonwealth and they got eugene with them yeah, they got all the da 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 da. And now we meet Lance. I think Lance is going to be important to the storylines. Hmm. I don't think Lance is necessarily telling the truth about. Oh, we're totally going to help you out. Oh, no. Lance is Lance is free of charge. Lance is a snake in a suit. I mean, he is. Yeah, he's like the Voldemort of uh, of this series, I think. No, he's not as smart as Voldemort. If, if, uh, hey, if hi. Aaron's kid is Harry Potter, then, then he's at least Professor Snape. Oh, he's not. No, he's not even as cool as Snape. But I mean, he's like, hey, hi, guys, you're doing great. I love what you've done with the place. Hey, just a few suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I got this really nice place. You can come live with us. What do you think about that? And it's like everyone's giving him that look that says, uh, right, we don't trust you. So you better not, you better not double cross us because gee, buddy, you just don't want to be on the wrong side of this group. We're not those people. Oh my god, they will burrow a hole through you so quick. They do a nifty little uh camera trick where they actually kind of zoom in on Maggie and they zoom back out. It cuts to the future six months later, mm-hmm. which is a bit cliched, but and it goes from, hi there, we're from the Commonwealth. We're here to help to open the door. <laughs> and Maggie is standing on the precipice with uh, that guy who was in the mask that we thought was going to be a badass, but turned out to be a real pussy. Sensitive guy. And uh, your and- commitment to that, Dustin, is admirable. I just want you to know. <laughs> Uh, and Lance is out front with a bunch of soldiers, and one of the soldiers is like, "Open up!" And Maggie's like, "It doesn't have to be this way." And then the soldier takes. Wait, wait! Off. I should be playing a character in this. Oh, okay, all right, let's do it. You, who do you want to be? Um, can yeah, I'll be? Can I be Norman? Sure. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be all of the all of the stormtroopers, and you can be Maggie and the guy who that we thought was a badass but turned out to be pussy. Yeah. Sensitive guy. His his name is the guy in the mask. We thought was the guy be in the a badass who turned out to be a real pussy. A real pussy. You have to say the whole thing. God, you're gonna have to write it down because <laughs> okay. it's one of Dustin's longer names. He's assigned. Yes, this is true. Okay, so here's the scene. I I am I'm uh, I'm Norman in in character as Daryl, completely asexual. And I turn around to someone who's clearly in charge. I think it's Lance. It's Lance. Have a little word with him. And then I turn around and I walk up and I go, Oi! And I and I take off my take off my uh mask and stuff, you know, because I I'm dressed in stormtrooper gear because right. asexual. Well, first, wait, wait, first I say it don't have to, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, it does. <laughs> did i and, do it right 
and yes. seen. <laughs> and you're supposed to, what you're supposed to infer, you're supposed to go, oh no, something's happened that's made Norman, re- that made Daryl betray his friends in uh, the hilltop. And there's absolutely no way anybody who was watching this thought that for even one second. Yeah, I it, know I didn't when I done, saw we've, it. We've done the scene the way it was portrayed in the show. I think we should do the scene the way it should have been done, which is you which know, is you start and and just just follow. Okay, me. all right. It it doesn't have to be this way. What do you mean? Well, you know we're we're uh, we're brother we're friends for life that are on opposite sides of what seems to be a con- conflict. No, no, no. These guys are fine. Are probably. you sure? They're probably fine. Are you sure? Because I really have a feeling that there are some revelations that we have both experienced in our separate storylines that are coming to a head here. And uh, I don't think that we're, I believe you. It's been like six months. What have they done that you know of? I mean, well, you know, uh, I feel Look, like all they want to do is, and then it cuts because, yeah. <laughs> because they, you can't know. No. Right. Can't know yet. This manufactures about as much actual tension as the scene we did get, which means zero. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We, we, uh, we'll get hired. We're going to get hired by AMC to, to write on this show. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be on the phone with Robert Kirkman all the time. What do you think I should write next? They're going to hire us for season 12. That's clear. Right. <laughs> We'd like to thank you folks for listening to us prattle on. We hope that you will check out our Patreon. And if you, you know, again, you know, hey, if, if you've got extra money and you want to help us out, that would be fantastic. We completely understand. You might not. And we're just happy that you're listening to the show. Definitely check out the Outbreak Challenge. Uh, get a cool medal like we got. And uh, it really is a cool medal. It is a very use, cool use our Use our, our coupon code, Zombie Run. All one word. It's Zombie Run. And you get 15% off your first race. They charge you for each race because they give you a real medal. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a substantial thing, guys. This is not some cheap little knockoff stuff. Anyway, um, so we appreciate it. Check that stuff out. Support our sponsor. Support us on Patreon if you like. And we'll do it again in a week. Thank you. We, uh, yeah. So thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Dustin. Oh. <gasps> what? And Tim, and Tim, thank you, Tim, so much. So much. I was like, cut to the core. <laughs> I want to check it out. Check it out. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> oh, all right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on our next episode of Some Apocalypse Now. Some Apocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>